This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hey, I'm Amanda German, host of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Join me every week to have an open and honest conversation about what motherhood is actually like. Let's ditch the perfect mom persona and let moms everywhere know that they're not alone. Listen each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness when in fact it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast. You've got me here, Christine D. This is a solo podcast episode with just me. And I'm here to talk to you about something I think is really important, certainly at this stage of the podcast. I mean, I've been running the podcast now since the middle of February. So like how many months is that? (laughs) I'm not good at math, but it's been a few months, more than a few months, in fact. And uh, so far, it's going really, really well. Um, People seem to keep coming back to listen to episodes, sharing it with friends. More and more people are finding this podcast every day. And first of all, I just have you to thank for that. So I want to just take a minute and thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for finding something in this space that uh, you're connecting to. And and honestly, I am so thrilled to be offering this space that maybe it's providing you something that you really need right now. And so I'm really thrilled that you're here to share this time with me. And, and I love that you're here. And I really wanted to share something because what I'm noticing is happening, of course, is I'm inviting people to come and share their stories And people are sharing really incredible stories, some with more details and more things about their storyline and kind of how they went from where they were into where they are. Um, Others are just like a small little snippet of their story and where and something maybe that's happened just recently or just more in their recent history, something they've overcome and now they're on the other side of it. And, you know, I know that we're hearing a lot of, you know, here's a story, here's what happened, and then this happened, and here are all the things that I learned, and here's how I got there. And, you know, um, it is a very natural for us to look at maybe what's happening here, listening to some of these episodes and thinking, okay, like that person went through that thing and then they found their way and now they're doing great. Like, how come that hasn't happened to me yet? How do I keep hitting these hiccups? How do I keep hitting these bumps in the road? Because I'm not finding that it's just like I've hit it and then it's over. I, I'm still struggling a little bit or I'm struggling a lot. And, and here's what I want to say to you that when you choose a path for yourself to design your life in a different way than what you're currently living, when you choose to start seeing things in a different way and develop different patterns for yourself, you're going to notice that your life is going to get a lot better and a lot of things are going to start going your way. But because this is still life and you are still a human being, you are still going to run into challenges. You're still going to run into hiccups. And and here's the thing. No matter where you're at in your journey, you know, let's, for example, use myself, I'm 47 years old. And I've been on this sort of like, 
self-discovery journey for some time. I'm going to say the better half of like seven or eight years, maybe a little bit more, but certainly within that time. And all during that time, I, I sort of hit like a new revelation, sort of like every time I get through and over something, a little hump, there's something else there for me to discover. And the best way that I can describe this is to say that, you know, in my 47 years, I can't expect that when I start to make small habit changes and small things in my life that are changing and some of these great things that are starting to happen, but I still slide back into my old ways sometimes. Yeah, of course that's going to happen. Why? Because I've spent 47 years on this planet and seven or eight of them starting to slowly, you know, dig a little bit deeper and find out like, who is this Christine? And why does she operate this way? And why does she hurt so badly sometimes? And, you know, why is she so sensitive? And why does she have these beliefs? And, you know, it's a it's a journey. And if you think about the fact that, all, and again, I'll run on behalf of myself here, because, well, I can talk about me, right? Is that, you know, I grew up with all of these ideas and beliefs and certain people around me that sort of helped to curate this person that I am today. And over the time of my life, I have, you know, whether it's I've drawn into, I've attracted, um, I have experienced things and all from various people in my life and in various circumstances. And everything that has happened has left an imprint, right? And so you can imagine now in my 47 years, just in the last several years that I have been really leaning into like, who am I really? And why do I respond this way? And, and how can I get more out of my life? And I don't really like where this is going. And I want more, I want not maybe more control. I think it started as I wanted more control over my life, but realized I actually wanted more freedom in my life. And I wanted to feel freer. I wanted to feel more of myself, be able to express myself in a way that felt comfortable for me, not just because I was pleasing somebody else, right? And and, and all, a whole bucket of things that I ended up opening up, little Pandora's box, right? That's what happens when you start to work on yourself. And I don't say that to discourage you. I say that to encourage you because there's so much stuff, right? So like, if you think about before I started this journey, you know, at, at 40 years old, I had 40 years of accumulating of these things that had happened in my life or happened directly to me or I was a part of the experience. And so all of those things had some way that they stuck on me, right? They stuck to me. I, I developed my beliefs as a result of some of these things that I and things that I had experienced, how people treated me and how I was going about in the world, not really being super conscious of how I was being in the world. I was just out there trying to be a good person, not realizing why I was attracting all the people that maybe weren't such great people. It's because I realize now that they were drawn to my willingness to just, you know, basically bend over and do whatever it is that they needed me to do for them. And I would conform myself, I would shift my personality, I would adjust my, my speed or my loudness or be more quiet, I would, you know, dress a certain way, I would hold back in certain things. And I would do those things to accommodate the person or the people that I was sharing company with. And, you know, now, of course, I'm, I imagine that you understand that here I am, I'm hosting the Say It Out Loud podcast, I've come way further along on my journey. And now I'm finally at 47 years old, I can finally say that I'm using my voice in the way that I want to use my voice. I have the freedom to choose what it is that I want to do and what I don't want to do. But that didn't come with a no cost, right? It had a cost of entry. And that cost of entry was to start digging into who I am and why I operate the way that I do 
and becoming aware of who I am as a person in order to start, you know, untangling the mess of my life. (laughs) And I'm going to call it a mess of life because I think we actually all have a mess of a life because, you know, we walk around here pretending and, and certainly show the highlight reel on social media about all these great things that are happening, right? All these highlights and things that are happening for me. This is all amazing and it's all great. Well, guess what? That's not everything. That's one. It's like, it's like 1D, really, right? It's a 1D, uh, you know, insight into someone's life. We don't have the full picture. And so therefore, other people don't have the full picture of us and we don't have the full picture of them. So why do we look at other people and think that, you know, they've got it all together? Nobody has it together. I can tell you right now that the most of the people on the planet do not have their shit together, <laughs> Okay, they just don't. We just don't. Most people are kind of faking it until they figure it out. And then they think they figure it out. And then they're like, ah, shit, I did not figure it out. That's just the way it goes. But here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Maybe this sounds like, uh, you know, you're like, damn, do I even really want to start the self discovery journey? Because it sounds like if I'm never going to figure it out anyway, what's the point? Well, the point is, that when you understand how you operate, and you understand how you show up in the world, and you understand that you can take up space, and that you are worthy of what it is that you dream of and how you dream and want to be treated and you know how you want to move about in the world, what things you want to create for yourself and the people around you, how you want to keep yourself open to opportunities and what those opportunities even are. All of these things start to open up when you start to really dig in and acknowledge who you are and decide that you're willing to lean into who you are instead of just following the societal norms that have set us up to be like everyone else, (laughs) right? It's not easy to stand out and be yourself. It's not easy to come in here and say it out loud. Heck, sometimes it's not easy for me, certainly isn't easy for the guests that come on this show, but you know what they do when they show up. And here's why they show up. Because they know once they've started down this journey and they're acknowledging who they are, they know that there is power and strength in sharing the story. They know that there's power and strength in what they've been able to accomplish and they know that they're not done yet. They're never coming on here and claiming perfection. But what they are doing is coming in here to inspire us, to show us that there are other ways. We aren't just stuck in where we are. Our head is often keeping us exactly in this stuck space that we find ourselves you know, and it's something that we don't even realize we're in control of. And so when you start to get a better handle on, you know, who you are, you want to be able to share those things because you want to help other people realize that they've got it too. You can do things differently than what the world has set up to make you believe that you're here to do, right? You're not here to just push a number. You're not here to just push a button. You're here for so much more. And whatever is calling from inside of you is in you because it's meant to come out. And eventually, I mean, that thing is always going to be there for you. It's just a matter of time until you pick it up. Like if you have been listening to this podcast since the very beginning, you know that the very first episode, I shared about how when I was a little girl, I would make paper microphones out of toilet paper rolls and aluminum foil. And I would use them to play out whatever was I was creating in my imagination, right? So I was a speaker, I was a singer, I was an actress. I was all these things because that was my imagination. But it was also sort of like foreshadowing, right? It's like these things in us exist from the time that we're really, really young. It's kind of what is the purpose in which we land on this planet. It's what we're here to do. But we sometimes get so distracted by all these things that we learn in the world and by the beliefs that we start to carry for ourselves and by the experiences that we've been through, we kind of get pummeled it out of us, right? We kind of get pushed down. And it's really 
can be really hard to come back home to ourselves to this person who we know deep inside of us that we're meant to be. And that's where that ache comes from inside you. That's where like every day if you're leaving your job and you're like, oh God, if I could just get out of here. But like, I don't feel like I'm worthy for something else. I feel like I want to do this thing, but it feels ridiculous. That's in you. It's something in you. You just have to find the courage to reach down a little bit digger, uh, a little bit deeper and pull that thing out. You got to dig it out because no one else is going to do it for you. And you know, I I really, there's a little story I want to share in this in this little episode with just me is that there's a story recently in my history that that I feel like has some some real connection points to what I'm saying right now. You know, because I know that a lot of people a lot of people tell me and I love by the way hearing from you. I love hearing that you're loving the podcast. I love hearing the topics that you like to hear about. In fact, if you have other topics you want to know about or different stories you want to hear, I would love for you to message us and message me us. Who's us? It's just me. I want you to message me and tell me whether that's on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's through the email address, like all of that stuff is in the show notes at the end of the show. You can find it anywhere you can find this podcast or anywhere you can find it's me Christine D. It's me, ChristineD.ca, on Instagram, on Facebook. I want you to message me and tell me what those stories are or those things that you want to hear more about because I'm happy to find those stories or share even personal stories that will that will connect to what it is that you want to hear. But I think that this this story um, relates and as I where I was going with that is that many people reach out to tell me that they really love the podcast and that, um, you know, they're really finding it as a source of inspiration and that they feel like I'm a real natural when it comes to speaking to a microphone and that things just come so easily to me and it must be so easy for you. And when people see me on Instagram, they're like, oh, my gosh, it must be so easy for you. You're so e-. it just seems to come so easily. And here's 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 the thing. It comes more easily now, partly greatly to do with the fact that I've decided I'm just going to be who I am and stop caring about what other people around me think. But it has a lot more to do with the fact that I have been practicing some of those skills for a good chunk of my life. And in different ways that I never knew I was planning for this moment to have this podcast, to start helping women and being their cheerleader and helping them bring bring them more joy and helping them dig into themselves more so that they can find themselves and find happiness and joy within themselves. That's a big part of what I'm doing now. But that all came as a practice through all these different things that I did in my life that brought me to this moment. You know, and I think that often, you know, I would say that I'm now living out a piece of my destiny, which I don't even know really what the rest is. I I really don't. I don't know what's coming next. I'm just doing what feels right. I'm doing what feels good to me and what I want to do. And if if something has like off energy, if the vibe isn't right, if it doesn't motivate me or get me excited, like I'm just not doing it (laughs) because I don't want to. And if I don't want to do it, that's a pretty good indicator that it's not for me. And so that is becoming more and more and more clear. But the reason I wanted to mention this is because, you know, when you see somebody doing the thing and they make it seem so easy, I guarantee you it is from years of struggle and years of trying things and doing different things to try to find their way, but just haven't been able to find it. And all of a sudden, they find that everything that they have done all of a sudden, they all come together and they create this, this perfect synergy, this amazing feel and vibe within themselves. And the ache now disappears and all those things come together. And that 
is that is where your reality meets your dreams. And we all have this ability. So please don't roll your eyes or think that's not for me. It absolutely is. You have to choose it, but it is for you too. But when you see people out there doing the things, it's because they have struggled so much. They have done so many different things to come to that point. Like I would say nine times out of 10. So as I sit here and speak with you, yeah, I can speak very well today. I can speak in a microphone. I can sit here and talk to myself and know that this message is going to reach you. And even though this next part of the story I'm going to share with you makes me a little anxious to share, I know that there's power in sharing. And I know that by sharing the story and sharing with you that it is not about reaching the top and being done. It is not about becoming and then never having to continue to, you know, own yourself, find out more for, about yourself, to, to lean more into you and to continue down this like really pretty cool, beautiful journey that, that really is so much easier than we make life for ourselves. We make things so hard for ourselves. I mean, we're taught, actually, quite frankly, to make things hard for ourselves. But we everything is so much harder because we push against ourselves. And when you start to lean into who you are and you start to do the things anyway, despite what anyone around you has to say about it, you start leaning into your true power. And this is what happens is that you you outwardly are more yourself. And so therefore, these these qualities or these things that you're doing, well, it's partly because they were meant for you. I didn't make microphones out of toilet paper rolls when I was six years old for nothing, man. I've been working on this since I was six and I didn't even know it, <laughs> right? I didn't even know it, which so I, I just felt like it was important to to sort of, you know, set up the story a little so that you can you can hear me say to you right now, you are worthy You are worth more than you are accepting for yourself and you can absolutely do what's on your heart. It is not crazy. It is not flimsy. It is in you and there is some way you can bring it to life in whatever form that is for you. Okay. So, so here I want to share a little story. A number of weeks ago, I was invited to speak on the Mo Monday stage in Waterloo. And I don't know if you know what Mo Mondays is, but it's this organization, for lack of a better term, that have franchises all throughout Canada. I think it started in Toronto and it started evolving in all these different bigger cities. And so we have one here in Waterloo. It's called Mo Mondays Waterloo. And so essentially it's an opportunity for people who, you know, have gone through something, just like regular everyday people, real people, real stories coming on stage, using a microphone to tell their story and to inspire other people. And it's a really fun event. It's cool because you're, you're literally listening to uh, to people that live in your backyard, right? You're literally not, you're not just watching TV and waiting for this inspirational somebody who made it who happens to be famous, which is an interesting pedestal we put people on, but that's a topic for another conversation. Um, but, you know, it's not just these these people that are out of our reach. These are people that that are amongst us. These are people that are everyday people just like us. And um, and they're sharing their stories and it's profound and it's inspiring and it's really cool. But, but, but I, uh, when I was invited to speak on this stage, I was really excited about that, right? I was like, wow, this is like right in line with what I do on the podcast. Th- this, this is so, connected and aligned because it's going to allow me to speak on a real stage instead of just sitting and talking to my microphone about the parts of my story that I share in here. And I really would love 
that small little audience, that small little uh, time frame that I get to speak on stage to learn how to do it in that way. Because often if I'm speaking, I emcee a lot of events or I go to events and, and speak as a, as a keynote speaker or as a speaker at an event. And I've got a little bit more flexibility. I've got a bigger window. But at this Mo Monday event, I had 10 minutes. So at first I kind of looked at it like a good challenge. I was like, I can totally do this in 10 minutes. Well, you already know that I'm a talker. Like we're already 20 minutes into this podcast episode and I haven't even gotten to the point of the, the story yet. So I'm a talker, right? I like to fully fledge out the story and bring you along with me. And so to do that in 10 minutes is really hard to do. I'll say it's not my greatest skill set. But I thought, no problem, like I can figure this out. So I started to write a script for myself and I started to figure out what I was going to say and what parts of the story I was going to tell. And of course, I tried to memorize it, like, duh, like I should have learned already that memorization is not really my jam. I just don't do it well. And I like to speak freely. Like right now I'm speaking to you. I'm just speaking from the heart. This is not a (laughs) predetermined conversation. I literally felt it in my bones. And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about that right now, because that feels right to talk about. And it feels timely to talk about. And so uh, speaking in a 10 minute window, let's just say it's tricky to do. So I tried to memorize my speech and then I finally just gave up memorizing it. And I was like, no, 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 you know what? I've done this many times. I've gone up and spoken in front of groups many times. I can do this. I'll be fine. I'm just going to speak from the heart. So here's what happened. This is interesting. This is where it took a turn I was not expecting. When I am typically in front of an audience speaking, I don't often know the audience. Now, if you've ever spoken in front of an audience, you know, maybe you're feeling like, well, wouldn't it be easier to speak in front of the people that you know, instead of the people that you don't know? And actually, I find the opposite. I find when there aren't people in the audience that I know, when it's when it's all strangers, I have a much easier time presenting information than when it's all people that I know. And I think maybe there's some attachment there to like, you know, people know who you are. They have a certain expectation of how you're going to deliver because they've seen you do it lots of times and they know who you are and they know how you work in the world. And so it's almost like pressure, right, to speak in front of people that you know, because they've already heard you do it many times. So they they know what you're capable of. They know that you, you're going to come out here and you're going to do this thing. This is what you do. But when for me, when I do that in front of a group of people that I know, Well, I didn't realize just how challenging that was going to be for me. So here's where the story gets a little interesting is that I show up for the Mo Mondays night. Now, I leading up to Mo Mondays, when I was coming to speak on that stage, I had shared the event with many people. I'd shared it through my socials, invited people to come. And I'd had several messages from people saying, oh, I got my ticket. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Which I have to say at first really surprised me. And it surprised me because... Um, this may come as a shock to you, but I have not had a lot of people in my life show up for me. In fact, I seem to have attracted a lot of people in my life in my history that um, just wanted to come in and take what I could give them and not actually also show up for me. Now, there were some good people in there that did show up for me too, but for the most part, I didn't really have people showing up for me. So when I initially heard people say that they were going to come to this event, I was actually kind of shocked. Like it's not just an event I'm putting on. It's not an event I'm putting on. It's not a tour that I'm organizing. It's not something that I'm selling tickets for. It's something that I'm performing at. And the thought of people that were actually coming and coming to support me in that, to see me talk on the stage, it threw me off my game. I was taken back a little by the support that I was receiving. 
And you know, this little monkey in my head kept saying to me, don't worry, they're just saying that they're not actually going to show up. It's fine. You got this. <laughs> right? Because how often people say they're going to show up for you and they just don't show up for you, Christine. So don't worry about it. You're going to go. You'll be fine. It'll be strangers. No big deal. So I show up to the event on the night of the Mo Monday, and of course, we get there a little early as speakers, and I decided to go up to the front and see how many people exactly were on the list to come and support me because um, I was going to create like a little section that I could have them all sit at together. So I could sort of have my people together, and I thought, you know, like maybe there's a couple, there's a handful of people. Uh, I'll just put a couple of tables together. Great. And so I go up to the front, and to just paint the picture a little bit more, the event is held at the Waterloo Jazz Club. And the Waterloo Jazz Club, as it's set up for Mo Mondays, holds about 100 people, give or take. Okay. And so it's not a huge audience, but that's still enough people. And I think at the end of the day, ooh, probably about 60 or 70 people had come to this particular event that I was speaking at. So it just gives you an idea how many people are going to be at this event. And as I started to count the names that were on the list that were the people that I knew and I knew they were coming to support me, I started to put numbers together and I realized that there were like 17 or 18 people on that list that were going to come and see me. And I got to tell you, I immediately went into panic. (laughs) I forgot everything that I thought I wanted to say. But it was partnered with a little bit of excitement because I was like, oh my gosh, like it's actually happening. Like people are actually going to come for me. Like this is insane. Like what is even happening right now? And so I set up a little section and I got a little couple of those, you know, like little um, things that said Christine's people, <laughs> like the little TP on there, a little, what are they called? Oh my gosh, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Anyways, I got one of those little like reserved notification signs and I put them on a couple of the tables I pulled together. And I'm not even kidding you. The entire time up until it was sort of like arrival time for guests, I really I really didn't think that they would show up. I didn't think they would show up. Because my history had told me when people said they were going to show up for me, guess what happened? They most of the time didn't show up. So here I was. And these people started coming in the doors and they, I I invited them in and I put them in the space and I introduced them to other people that came and they all came. (laughs) And I'm getting teary, of course, as I tell you this, because you can tell how much that meant to me. That was such a huge impact for me to have that that day. That between 16 and 18 people of the 60 or 70 people that were there were there just for me. Now, of course, they weren't there just for me. They were there for the whole event, but they came because they knew I was speaking on the stage. They were there to support me. And so it comes to my turn. I'm the first speaker of the night. And in a lot of ways, I'm really glad that was the case. Although when I was done, I kind of wanted to run and hide in a corner, but I'll tell you why. I get up on the stage and the first thing I did is I forgot to take my water up, like rookie mistake. Forgot to take my water. My mouth is like metal. And I get up there and I forget everything I'm going to say. And of course, my brain 
wants to wants to trigger in here, right? My brain's like, uh, okay, we got this. Like we we can go back into the memorization. We can remember bits and pieces of what it is that you memorized to say. So we're going to try to put those pieces together for you. Instead of what I usually do and what I certainly do here and what I do on stages is I lean into my heart. I know what the message is. I know what it, what it is that I need to bring with me and what's going to what's going to make an impact and how people are going to feel. And so I usually just speak through my heart. I just let my head take a back seat for a minute and I fall into my heart and I let the story come out. And that night I couldn't do that. That night I got stuck. That night I could not remember anything in order. And the way I told that story in the very short 10 minutes that I had was all jumbled up. And I know I've talked about perfection here a couple of times, and I really didn't think I was a perfectionist until I learned about perfection. Perfection isn't about doing things perfectly. It's because things have always been pointed out to you that you're not doing them perfectly. And so you feel like you have to show up in this perfection because other people are expecting it of you. And I know you feel me right now. I know you're listening to this and you can see yourself in this because you have probably experienced something like it. Maybe not on a literal stage, but in your life, you're on a stage and you probably feel the same way. Because people are so quick to point out what we're not good at or when we make mistakes. And we hold on to those things. Those things stick to us. And when you've been going through your life for four to seven years and you get up on a stage and that is the first thing that sticks back to you is that I can't do this because I'm going to do it wrong. And so as a result, I mean, I actually am not really entirely sure what I said. There is a recording of the speech, but I don't even want to listen to it because it was so bad. Well, I believe it was so bad. But the reason I believe it was so bad is because I could not pull the story together right? I could not speak it in term. Like I could not get it in the right order. I felt like I was bouncing around all over the place and I wasn't making a whole lot of sense. And, you know, I was doing up there what what people have commented about me before in in my past and said, like, just get your shit together, Christine. Like, just focus. Like, just focus on one thing. Like, don't, don't, don't try to like, just, just focus. And for me, well, uh, hi, squirrel, shiny thing. Like I tend to bounce around a little bit. And usually I come back to the story. I actually think I'm doing pretty good here, right? I I do. I'm getting much better at it. But it's like that is kind of a part of how I work. And I used to be really shamed for the fact that I would kind of bounce around a lot. I would do things in the way that I did things. And I was shamed for that. I was ridiculed for that, made fun of for that, and constantly told that I was doing it wrong. So the whole time up on that stage that night, I actually felt like I was doing it all wrong even though I have spoken on stages many times and I speak into this microphone on the regular and I encourage people to come in and share their stories, there was something about the fact that those people showed up for me that had me in the fear and anxiety zone that I had to make it perfect for them and inspire them. And you know what I missed in that whole thing? I missed that the reason they were there is because I inspired them. They showed up because I inspired them. I didn't need to inspire them. That's what had already happened. And finally, near the end of the speech, I like somehow wrangled it together 
totally went over time. I completely ignored the poor kid who was showing me my, you know, green, red and yellow lights um, to tell me when I had like two minutes left. I just kind of kept ignoring them. And I just kept plowing away and hoping that it would make some sense and that somebody would somebody in the audience would connect to some part of it. But I felt like such a mess up there. And I remember I was done. And everybody clapped and, you know, that whole corner in the section of my people, I went and I literally, I couldn't even look at anybody in the eyes. I just sat down. And I feel really bad about that because they were there to support me that night. And I was so ashamed about how I showed up on that stage that I couldn't even look at them. And I remember my friend Joanne, she reached across the table and touched my hand and she said, Chris, that was really great. Like you really did great. And I looked at her and she knows my look. She's a very good friend of mine. And she's like, you're not happy with that, how that went, are you? And I said, no, not at all, actually. And she was like, Chris, like, honestly, I recorded the whole thing. It was so great. And especially near the end, she's like, sure. Like, you know, you were, you were struggling a little bit at the beginning, but she's like, you really pulled it together at the end. And you know what? I, in the moment, I didn't even really hear what she was saying. I knew she was doing what I would do for my friend. I would encourage her and support her and tell her that she did great. And I, I didn't even want to hear it. I didn't, I couldn't even absorb it. And I realized I had totally leaned into my head and my ego. I was totally worried about how I had showed up in that space. And I think that the message in my head was like, come on, Christine, like you're leaning into your authenticity. You're leading people to be authentic. And you went up there and you tried to be perfect and it sucked. And now all these people came for you and now you're just going to sit down and you're going to be quiet because you let everybody down. And the truth of it is that it was, (laughs) although a really hard moment for me, There were so many great little things that came out of that experience. Of course, none of which I even realized until about three or four days later. I continued to walk around in my shame hat for three or four days. I remember like I couldn't sleep. I was like eating everything in sight because that's what I do when I'm stressed. And I was feeling so embarrassed about how I showed up. Like, what are people going to think? Like, I speak on stages for a living. And if any of those people who were looking to hire me to do that, were sitting in that in that audience that day, um, you know, they would have been like, I don't know about this girl. That's how I felt. But it wasn't until a few days later, I was driving in the car and I don't remember where I was going, but I was driving and it dawned on me that people showed up for me. And as much as I have been practicing this more authentic or the authentic version of myself and and working to show up more for me and worrying less about showing up for other people that I forgot that I'm also a human in there for a second. I forgot that for a second I was going to get pushed back on my ass sometimes and that I'm still a human being and that still in my 47 years of experience people are showing up for me now <laughs> which is so awesome. But they weren't showing up for me for a long time. And it's it might take me a long time to really fully 
you know, let that one go. Let it just be and absorb and connect and take in all of the amazing moments that are happening now and lean on those who are actually showing up for me instead of thinking about the past when I was in lack and it wasn't happening and I was upset about it and I was mad about it. Instead, here I am now in this place where people are supporting me and they're encouraging me and they want to see more. They want to find out how I'm doing it because they want a piece of that for themselves too. And that's what I'm here to do. But that also in the same token, I am a human and I am also going to fall backwards. And my triggers are still there. You know, just because we do the work doesn't mean they go away. But here's the thing. Here's the shift in the difference. The difference is that in three days, I acknowledge to myself how I'm feeling. I recognize what caused this severe agitation in me and why I couldn't let it go. I saw myself and I got real with myself. And then I forgave myself. (laughs) I forgave myself because that's what I needed to do. I needed to forgive myself for showing up the way that I did. But I also gave myself grace because I, that moment had to happen just as it was. It needed to remind me It needed me to learn that lesson. And so if you're thinking that you're going to start doing something different and it's all just going to start working out, I'm here to tell you as somebody who has a lot of things working out that there are a lot of moments where they aren't too. But if I focused on the moments that I wasn't working out or that things weren't coming together, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit and find those little seeds and nuggets in all those little experiences that are actually helping to lift me up. For me to sit here and share that conversation with you, to share my thoughts with you, to sit here and cry with you, that wouldn't even be a story I could tell you. But it is because I got an opportunity to acknowledge a piece of myself that I hadn't done before. And I now know You know, there wasn't a lot of love in my life for most of my life. Even the relationships and the people I attracted weren't great to me, certainly romantic partners. Well, there were a few good ones in there, but for the most part, I attracted people that knew that they could, they could encourage me to bend for them and that I didn't matter and that I wasn't worthy of anything better because that's how I felt about myself. And now I see myself And the reason I do the work that I do is because I know that I had to go through that and how it feels to be on the other side and to know that you're worthy, even though the world will continue to try to tell you that you are not, you will start to attract the people on the other side that will root for you, that will show up for you. And most importantly, you will show up for yourself. So I want to thank you for coming in here and listening to this story with me. And I hope that this hits you in the heart. I hope that it means more to you than you expected coming into this episode. That there is so much in you. And as you start to improve your life, become more in love with yourself, because you're doing the things on your heart that you're meant to do, not like an egotistical love yourself. Although a little of that isn't hurt, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying, right? I think you know what I'm saying. You're worth it. 
You're here for a reason. And although all of the road is never going to be smooth, the beauty you find in the moments that aren't is what makes it all worthwhile. Because you start to see that what you felt and believed and had learned before and, 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 and sunk your teeth into and were a big part of, and then you're leaning into this new version of yourself and you're like, wow, I am capable of so much and so much more than anyone in my life ever let me believe. So I leave that with you today. Life is not about the end goal. It's about the journey to get there. I know you've heard that a million times, but I'm saying it again because it's true. And, you know, if you're feeling like you want to find that joy and you want to tap into more of who you are, there are lots of people out there that can help you with that. And I'm one of them. So reach out, connect. I can tell you all the ways that I can help you. And I'm building a community, an online community for us to come together and support each other in becoming the best version of ourselves to create a small society of people who want to actually help each other and support each other and, and, and encourage each other and share our wins and share the challenges and share what worked for us instead of competing to collaborate, to come together. That's what I'm building. And maybe that's the space you can join me in. You'll hear more about that down the line, but there is opportunity for you. And If you're interested, like I said, just ask me more. I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Just (laughs) no pressure conversation. I just want to see you feel like you because I know the power of feeling like you in how I feel right now. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button.